This podcast is brought to you by Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives. Hi, this is Gary Puckett, and you're listening to Gavin Woods Podcast. I am very excited to have this special guest with me on the podcast today. I've been playing his records for many, many years. I've loved his voice for many, many years. He's one of the great entertainers in the world. Gary Puckett from Gary Puckett and the Union Gap is on the line. Hello, Gary. Well, that was quite an intro. I appreciate it, Devin. Thank you very much. Well, I could ask that question, Gary. Why am I losing sleep over you? <laughs> I kind of wonder myself sometimes. <laughs> what a great body of work. And the late 60s for Gary Puckett and the Union Gap, I mean, you guys were just on fire. Every song was a hit. Well, we were, and, and I'm very thankful for that period in time because all the records that we made seem to have withstood the test of time. And uh, I'm still out there. People still want to hear me sing. So uh, I'm, I'm thrilled about that. So let's go right back to the early beginnings. Where did you grow up, uh, your formative years, and how did you get involved in music? Well, let's see. My formative years were actually in um, the Yakima Valley. If you know Washington State at all, it's on the east side of the Cascade Mountains, um, it, it was, uh, it was a great place to grow up, to, to, to be formed, you know, it was a great place to come together as a, as a, a boy and, and a young adult, um, rivers, lakes, streams, uh, fishing, hunting, skiing, um, you know, high desert, that kind of thing, uh, really a wonderful place to be, um, how I got into music was my parents were both musical. My dad was a sax player. Mom was a, a very talented pianist and they both sang. In fact, that's how they met being in a, a big band in their era. It was called the Dick Halverson big band. And uh, they met and fell in love uh, in that band. Um, and they probably would have gone on to, pursue a musical career except in their day uh it was much more difficult than it is in our day mm -hmm. um tour buses back then you know were very cold and drafty and uncomfortable mm -hmm. and and didn't have all the modern conveniences of tour buses today so they opted for a more uh, traditional way of life and my dad went into the merchandise business but through their lives my dad was in barbershop quartets. Mom was in the Sweet Adelines, which was the female counterpart. There was always a piano in the house. Mom always played. Daily, she played. Um, and dad would oftentimes, uh, you know, sit or stand at the piano and sing with her. Uh, they were, of course, tuned into the big band era, you know. And I always thought that my folks were square <laughs> and never quite got, you know, what they were into. But... Uh, um, at any rate, uh, they wanted all of their kids. There are five of us. I was the first and they wanted all of us to have a musical, uh, foundation, uh, or appreciation maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, so we were required to take music lessons and things like that. And so they sat me at a piano when I was six years old. And so for about four years, you know, I kind of half-heartedly, studied piano now when jerry lee lewis came along i was real pleased to be able to play a little piano uh you know because i i took to rock and roll right away but um that's really kind of the start of it all uh, when i was 15 i found a guitar in my grandmother's attic 
and it was an old Spanish style acoustic uh, with five strings on it. And uh, uh, that was right about the time that uh, Bill Dog Trio was playing honky tonk, you know. Right. So I picked picked that out on the guitar. And, and you know, I grew up through uh, Elvis Presley and Jerry Lee Lewis and uh, um, Gene Vincent and the Blue Caps and the Everly Brothers and the Coasters and the Plowders and you know all the the great rockers, um, uh, Chuck Berry, you know, you know, Little Richard, and the list goes on and on and on. But that was it was real exciting to me, you know. And at that point, I started being in in high school bands and things, you know. And we would play at sock hops. And and um, as I got out of high school and and went on into college, I was working even more. Um, what's the word I want more intensely, you know, mm-hmm. at uh, playing in the boys clubs and living in San Diego. By that point, I was playing for all the military installations, the, the enlisted men's clubs and things of that nature. And, and um, ended up with a, in a, in a real good band, <clears throat> excuse me. We were in a, we had a trio. I played guitar and I had a B3 organ and we had bass and drums and we were playing all the dance music of the day at a club called the Quad Room, and it was just one of the places to go in San Diego. Um, but two of the guys in the band, leaving me as the only other guy in the band, they were they were always sort of at each other about who was leading the band, who was calling the the shots, who was calling the tunes, that kind of thing. And there came a point where I said, "Guys, I'm moving on. I, I I've got music's supposed to be fun." You know, and we were making a pretty good living as a trio in San Diego in 1960. What was it, four and five? You know, but I left that group and 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 looked around to find people that might follow me. Now I didn't know how to be a leader, to be honest with you, but um, it seemed to me that uh, I could find some guys that might want to be in a group, and and I had my had had my sights set on getting some records made on getting out in the world mm. and working with the current groups that were popular at the time, you know? Well, of course, at that time, Gary, the Beatles would have been happening. You know, they were an inspiration to all of us back then. That's absolutely correct. Uh, the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, um, yeah. and others of that era, you know, um, the, the English invasion, of course, I loved, you know, and, and was, was happy with all of it. I just, I thought it was fantastic, but Still, at that point, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to make it all happen, you know. So uh, we got better and better as a band um, as we, you know, worked together. But one day while we were finally on the road and up in Seattle, and I got to tell you, the road is not happening when you don't have hit records. It's really boring, really hard, and, you know. Yeah. So I said, fellas, I figured it out. I know how to give us a a visual look. I want us to be different. I don't want to be wearing the same stuff that every other band is wearing. I don't want to wear the stuff that we're wearing on the street and all that. And I had always had an interest in the Civil War history of Mm. the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I said, guys, we're going to wear Union Soldier outfits. And because I had grown up near a town called Union Gap, I said, Union Soldier, Union Gap, we got it. It's going to be the Union Gap. I didn't even put my name in front of it in the beginning. And uh, they all thought it was pretty stupid, you know, and they laughed and carried on. And But I took them to a place finally in Los Angeles called Western Costume. 
Yeah. That's where we were able to get these costumes, except they were so expensive that I said, well, listen, can we, can I just rent one? And then I took the guys with that rented jacket and went to a, uh, found a, 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 a tailor in Tijuana, Mexico. I held up the jacket. He just nodded his head and said, yeah, he measured us up and made our first Union Gap jacket. And he did a fantastic job. So uh, we, we finished the outfits in San Diego at, you know, like at Flag Brothers mm. boots or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. But that was, that was then our look. And now I had, a, I had an idea about where I could take it. So I made this portfolio and put lyrics in it. I put a demo in it that was in the group that I was in prior, the one I told you about. It was called The Outcast, the yeah, trio. Yeah. And um, went to all the record companies in Los Angeles. And finally, I was able to locate a guy at Columbia Records who had had some success in Texas uh, locally as a uh, recording artist. Um, but he went to L.A. to seek his fame and fortune as a producer. Right. And he was just setting up, just setting up his office. So I, I looked in his door, and there he was putting a nail in the wall. And I said, um, hi, what you doing? And he said, hey, come on in. So I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm putting up a gold record award. And I said, a gold record? I've never seen one of those up close. May I take a look? Well, when I looked, it was Ricky Nelson's. Uh, traveling man. Oh, wow. And I went, whoa. <laughs> he says, well, actually, I wrote this. He says, I wrote this for Sam Cooke. But Gee. Sam didn't want it, but Ricky did, and it sold 4 million copies. Oh, yeah, huge hit. <laughs> huge hit, yeah. It's a, yeah, so I said, would you please look at my portfolio? And he did, and he liked what he saw. He liked what he heard. Mm. Asked me where he could see the band, and... Uh, he came down to see us in San Diego at the quad room and walked up to the stage at midnight one night and said, Hey, let's go make a record. So I just went, Whoa, okay, let's go make a record. So we sat out the, the club in order to get in the club, you had to walk into a bowling alley. Yeah. That's where the front door of the club was in the bowling alley. Ah. So, uh, you should have seen all the bowlers when we first walked into the quad room in our Union Gap outfits. Mm. <laughs> 52 lanes just kind of stopped one at a time. and <laughs> You know, watch this walk in. And we got a lot of fact about it for a while. People joked and, you know, carried on. But, yeah. you know, pretty soon it kind of caught on. And everybody everybody liked coming into the club and looking at us on stage because we, we looked like we belonged together, you know. And it was uh, it was really fun. So... Um, you know, I waited on Jerry to uh, come back with contracts and things, and he did about six weeks later. Uh, and we sat in the same booth in the bowling alley and signed recording contracts and publishing contracts. And uh, he said, I'll be in touch uh, about when the recording session is. So on August 17th of 1967, we went in the studio and recorded our first three songs. And the first one we recorded was Woman, Woman. Have you got cheating on your mind? It was an incredible, fun experience. That sold millions, Gary. It did. Uh, I think the last I heard from the publishers, it's 
it, it's over 15 million copies, that song alone. And as far as plays on the radio, many, 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 many millions all around the world. Yeah, it's true. Uh, we have Sirius XM over here. Do you have that in Australia? Uh, no, but I, I'm very much aware of Howard Stern and Sirius. Yeah, and, and they, they play those songs uh, on uh, the 60s channel uh, all the time, so I'm a lucky guy. Of course, yeah. Tobin Brothers believe every life is unique. Every funeral should be too. Visit turbanbrothers.com.au. I'm speaking with Gary Puckett. It is my privilege and pleasure to speak with this man who I've idolised for many, many years. Great records, great guy. Gary Puckett, of course, uh, lead singer of the Union Gap. Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. Now, Gary... 1967, you, you say, you know, you signed the contract in the bowling alley. And then, of course, 1968 blew up for you with woman, woman, young girl, lady willpower. Why am I losing sleep over you? I mean, un- unbelievable songs, huge, big, big hits. You must have thought you're on another planet. Well, it was a little overwhelming at times, you know, but uh, <clears throat> I'm not really sure if I if I really expected it to happen, but as we saw the success coming toward us, um, you know, Woman Woman sold about a million and a half. Young Girl followed mm. with two and a half million initially, you know, and uh, Lady Will Power did the same thing, and we really got a great start, you know, so it's been uh, it's been a fun ride through all these years. The, the fans have been loyal and fun, and they come to see us everywhere we go. Well, six consecutive goal records, top 10 Billboard chart hits, and you're bringing all that down to Australia again. And we're looking forward to seeing you because you're here on the 8th of February in Perth and you finish up two nights at the Palm in Melbourne, March 4 and 5. And in between, you're traveling right across Australia. You can get your tickets, of course, from GaryPucketMusic.com or even Abstract. Dot net dot au. It's going to be a great tour. Are you bringing the boys down with you, Woody, Jamie, Mike, Billy, and uh, Marinara? You bet I'm bringing the boys. It'll be Mike and Woody and Jamie and myself. It's just the four of us. Oh, okay. They've played with you for a very long time, so the band's going to be hot. Well, the band is great. We've been working together now for, uh, I think uh, Woody told me he's been with us. He's been with me for 18 and a half years. I think Jamie's the youngster in the band at 12 years or something like that. <laughs> All in all, you've recorded over 25 albums. You've got a DVD, you've got a Gary Puckett live album, and also a Christmas album, which is all available, of course, on GaryPucketMusic.com. Yes, it is. A great body of work, Gary. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm pleased to have been able to, to do it. I've got to congratulate you on your American Portraits album. I listened to it last night, and there's some great songs on there. Weekend in New England, the Barry Manilow song, Long and Winding Road, the Beatles song, Woman, the John Lennon song, Crying, Roy Orbison, I Am I Said, Neil Diamond. These are great, great songs and a great album. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I had a good time recording it. You do a lot of work for the military. Now, was your dad a military man? He was. He was in uh, World War II and uh, was a very proud uh, veteran. Um, uh, he, he spent six months in German prison camps after being captured, and uh, it was a, an overwhelming and uh, traumatic experience for him. But I've always, uh, since about 19, uh, let's see, when would it be, about 84, when I was on the very first Happy Together mm. tour, mm. which had Spanky in our gang, the association, uh, myself and the Turtles, 
um, I started giving tribute to all the veterans of the Vietnam War because I kind of felt that they were they were treated unfairly. You know, it was really President Johnson's war. It wasn't yeah. really, uh, you know, our war as no. such. And it was not a popular war. Not that wars were popular, you know. But uh, anyway, I started giving tribute and, and since then have been doing a lot of tribute work and uh, uh, things, you know, for the vets when I can. It seems like you and Gary Sinise. Uh, he's he's incredible, yeah. The, the, the uh, Captain Dan Dand. Any song can be played at a funeral. What would you like? Visit tobinbrothers.com.au. Now, you record at home back in 2002, which is dedicated to the men and women who uh, kept our countries free uh, with their lives. So congratulations on that. That's a, that's a very poignant song. It truly is, and uh, I do it in the show all of the time. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that the people in Australia are aware of the song, uh, and maybe we will play it on occasion. Uh, I just don't know if they're... I mean, you, 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 have, you were involved in the Vietnam War, weren't you? Oh, yeah. No, we're allies. We fight side by side. It's uh, New Zealand, Australia, and America. We are brothers in arms. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. So we'll probably do a song for the folks over there, for the veterans. That would be terrific. We would love to hear that. Now, as I said before, you're here for the whole uh, February-March tour, starting in Perth on the 8th of February and uh, going right around Australia and ending two big shows at the Palm here in Melbourne, a great showcase for you, March 4 and 5. And you can get your tickets, of course, from garypucketmusic.com or abstract.net.au. So you have no excuse you can get along and, and see Gary Puckett and the, and the Union Gap. It's tough to keep a career on track and keep everything coming in. Have you always uh, worked full-time in the music industry, or were there times when you had to go out to augment the income a little bit? Um, I have never done anything else except for before I was in the music business, and I worked for a, uh, an automotive place. But since I made those records and um you know have the initial successes i've always been in the music business fantastic yeah they say if you have two big hits in america you can work nearly every night of the week at a different place and that's what we do yeah so tell me you've got you've got this wonderful voice how do you protect your voice because there's got to be times when you know you've been on stage for you know an hour and a half you've you've sweated up and then you've gone out into the cold air and all of that how do you protect that voice of yours I have exercises that I do, for one. Uh, for, for two, I drink a ton of water to stay hydrated. I try to eat right all the time. And I try to exercise properly as well. So uh, um, those are the things that I do mainly uh, to uh, keep my voice in good shape. At times, I don't talk much, uh, just so that I can let it rest, you know. Yeah, you've really got to watch yourself, haven't you? It's the truth, and, uh, you know, we're all subject mm. to the bacteria and the viruses that are out there. So uh, I, I like anybody who gets sick from time to time, but uh, I'm over this one now, or almost, and um, I've got the next, uh, mm, until I see you guys, I've only got about four dates to do in January, and then we're coming over there, and we're going to hang out in your beautiful country. Beautiful. Now, uh, you've been here before, though, haven't you? Oh, many times. What stands out for you? Well, certainly Sydney is one of the most beautiful cities in the world, and I like Melbourne because it's very, I don't know what the correct word is. I, I would almost say European. Mm. You know, it mm -hmm. seems, it's just a beautiful, beautiful city. I, I love Australia for 
many, many reasons. So, uh, yeah, can never wait to get down, you know, to the harbor and, uh, you know, to Perth is a beautiful place too. We can't wait to see you again. I see you, photos of you. You look after yourself. You're a fit man. And we can't wait to see you on stage with the boys doing what you do best. Well, thank you very much. We're looking forward to seeing you guys. I hope you'll come to the show and come and say hello when you do. Don't worry, I will be there, and we'll come backstage and uh, and say hello. That sounds great. Gary, I don't think you'll ever retire. You, you've got so many great songs to perform. It's one of those things. I, I, I've I've always said to me, to, you know, to, to my inner self, never retire. You know, I, it's the Clint Eastwood thing, isn't it? Don't let the old man in. Always be vital. Exactly. I, I can't imagine doing anything else. Uh, so mm. I... It's in it's in my heart and soul and uh, under my skin, so I've got to do that, and that's what I'll do until my dying days. So tell me about the family. You moved from San Diego, and, and, and now you're in Clearwater in Florida. It's kind of similar weather, really, isn't it? No, not really. San Diego is very arid. A dry heat. Yeah, it's it's a little drier there. In, in Clearwater, Florida, we have humidity in the summertime that's pretty high. And uh, it's right. difficult for a lot of people to uh, put up with. I like it. It, it treats my body well. Okay. So um, right. we, I, we moved here because the cost of living is, is so much less in Florida than it is in California. California taxes, they just tax you un, until, you know, you're, oh, yes. you're, you're frustrated, you know, oh. and the border problems. And I don't, mm. I don't like their politics out there. So um, mm-hmm. we live we live in a more conservative area now, and uh, yep. it's a great place to live. We're happy here. Uh, all of our family is here. We have four grand grandkids that are. Let's see, Brandon just turned nine. Um, Bentley is six. Uh, Brooklyn is three, and the littlest one is sixteen months. So. We're very happy here with our little family. Ah, oh, that's fantastic. Aren't grandkids the best? Yeah. Fantastic. I just, uh, this evening before I spoke with you, um, I went to my, my grandson's karate class and he's just doing fantastic. So, and he loves it. So I'm, I'm real proud of him. Oh, that's brilliant. Gary, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Just a couple of uh, questions uh, w- w- without notice, if you don't mind, before we wrap up. Uh, what have you learned over your musical journey? Well, I've learned to, to not take things too seriously sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes we can just, uh, we, we can just mm-hmm. get hung up on the fact that uh, we, we hit a bad note or we did, you know, something went wrong and you can get upset or angry at it. And a better way to go about it for me anymore is to just mm. laugh at it and say, well, stuff happens. What can you do? <laughs> Uh, that's that's a great attitude to have my man now name three dinner guests dead or alive (laughs) my wife and i say you know that would be a great person to have to dinner sometime wouldn't it and now i can't think of who those people were so (laughs) look i'll ask you another question we'll come back to that one what's your favorite song to perform out of your Huge roster of songs. Well, I like Woman, Woman, the absolute best. I think it's a fantastic song, and Jerry made a fantastic record out of it by his production skills. Um, uh, so I, I happen to think that 
nobody is exempt from what that song says in its lyric. So I think it's a brilliant, yeah. uh, a brilliant record and a brilliant song. So that's my favorite of all. Uh, and the others are fun, and I love them all, you know, and particularly when I watch mm-hmm. the people sing along, you know, it's, it's great. So Now, I, I saw a, a really moving moment on a television show uh, where you performed the song, and he hadn't met you yet, and you went over and shook his hand at the end of the song? Oh, Jimmy, I can't think of his last name right now, but he he was one of the co-writers. You sang Woman, Woman, and then you went over and met him for the first time. Jimmy Payne is the guy's name. He was one of the co-writers. Jimmy Payne, yeah. A very moving moment, very moving moment, I thought. You know, it's it's great to catch up with people like that. Now, have you thought of any extra dinner guests yet? What about Jimmy Payne? <laughs> Jimmy Payne, he, that'd be a good one. I think Clint Eastwood would be a great dinner guest. Oh, yes. He just seems like a nice person as well, yeah. someone who would open up to you and talk about himself and his life and all the successes that he's had i've always been a fan of his anyway mm-hmm. you know who else would be really interesting to have dinner it, it would be uh richard nixon oh okay he, could, he yeah. was the one that opened up you know the whole china thing so maybe I, maybe we should be mad at him i'm not really sure <laughs> <laughs> yes well well he did go out in uh, unusual circumstances didn't he yeah yeah last question gary all right what have you learned and what would you pass on to a young, hopeful musician? Well, I've learned to uh, to work hard, to believe in yourself, to believe in God, and um, that's what I'd pass on. Work hard, believe, and uh, don't take no for an answer. Excellent, excellent. Gary, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. I'm so looking forward to seeing you uh, in March when you're at the Palm. You'll love the Palm. Sure. It's a, it's a great place to perform, so I'll uh, catch up with you then. You better, and I look forward to shaking your hand and saying hello. Good on you, mate. Have a great night. All the best, and thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. You're welcome. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. This podcast brought to you thanks to Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives every day of the year.